Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Keto and Energetic Balance for You. Today on the show, I have Sharon Nimi. Sharon is a practitioner in Ayurvedic medicine, but she actually has two passions. The first one is she found early in life, which was quality engineering, which she spent decades focusing on how to make things better, faster, with the least waste and effort. And then the other passion she found later in life, which is Ayurveda, which is the science of healthy longevity, in which she has now spent the last 15 years dedicated to helping and teaching others how to improve their quality of life naturally. So we're going to talk about Ayurvedic medicine. We're going to talk about chakra balance. So I'm super excited to have her here today on the show. Eating healthy, living healthy, being healthy. This is the Holistic Keto Goddess Podcast. A podcast focused on holistic wellness and teaching you about incorporating the keto diet and lifestyle changes to achieve an energetic balance. Teaching you how to live now so you don't struggle to live later. And now, your host, Jessica Ankaya. Hey guys, Jessica here. Welcome back to another episode of Keto and Energetic Balance for You. Um, I wanted to let you know that this episode is brought to you by my sponsor, Lambs. So if you're worried about the rollout of 5G and worried about radiation effects from 5G or radiation from 4G, 3G, Bluetooth, whatever it is, then choose lambs as the appropriate apparel to help protect you from this dangerous radiation. By blocking the EMFs, you are protecting your body from these dangerous EMFs and therefore you are improving your health. So if you're not really sure about EMFs, then I would look at this a little bit more um, into do more research about EMFs. EMFs are extremely dangerous. They have shown to cause disease, they disrupt your mitochondria. You don't want anything to do with EMFs or radiation. So I would choose to protect yourself today and go to LAMS to their website and purchase some of their apparel. You can find their link in the description below, okay? So hope that all of you are well and I hope you enjoy this podcast today. Take care, namaste. So Sharon, tell me what got you started in Ayurveda and why is it such a powerful method of healing? What? Tell me more about it. Sure, and thank you for inviting me to join you and I'm really yeah. excited to be here with you all talking about this subject. It is my passion. So yeah, um, you know, for 40 years of my life, I thought I was healthy. Mm-hmm. You know, I was taking care of myself the way everybody else was around me. And what I was doing was just based on observation. And I was mimicking those folks around me. But, you know, when I hit my mid 40s, I struggled with my weight all my life, up and down, up and down. But when I hit my mid-40s, I was in corporate America, climbing the corporate ladder. I was stressed to the max. The weight was coming on. I couldn't get it off anymore. And along with that came the onslaught of family conditions, right? The the age-related diseases. So the high cholesterol, the allergies, the um, pre I was pre-diabetic. It was just getting insane. And, and the Western approach to all of this was, hey, suck it up. It's normal aging. 
you know, and in in my family, it was, you know, hey, it's it's in our genes, you know, so just roll with it. If you if it gets so bad, then come back, we'll give you some medication. And, you know, it just it, it didn't feel right to me because all my life I grew up in a, in a natural environment, side of a mountain, just engrossed in nature. And it just it just didn't feel right. And I knew in the core of me that something was missing. <laughs> so I did. I went on a mission, mid-40s, uh, menopause, staring menopause too. And it was scary. I was really afraid of what I was going to be 10, 20 years from that point forward. So I, I went, I checked out a lot of holistic methods and practices and i honed in on ayurveda and i spent four years of um formal study even with my insane working hours i was like there's got to be a better way and i dove in and i was my best lab rat everything i was learning about ayurveda i was applying to myself it worked it didn't work. Most of the stuff worked, right? So it was very specific, very different from our Western approaches where one size fits all, basically, you know, here's the, here's your condition, here's the pill, have a nice day. For Ayurveda, it was all about what's your body type, what's your imbalance. It was all, the goal was to bring the body back into homeostasis, right and get at the root cause of what was causing the symptoms the weight the uh, allergies the diabetes don't mask it get rid of it and when you get at the root of it then the indicators and the symptoms disappear so that was to me what made ayurveda so special was that it was tailored to the individual it was natural <laughs> And it was really all about balance and not masking. It was all about homeostasis and maintaining that. And Ayurveda states that we can live 120 years. Our bodies can maintain a healthy environment as long as it's well maintained. And so I agree. You know, that's where I am. That's where I am. So a little bit about my story. After I applied Ayurveda, I'm 70 pounds lighter. Wonderful. 20, 20 years later, I am healthier now at 65, going on 66, than I was when I was 45 when I entered the program. And I just continue to apply those principles. It's not a one and done. It's a practice. It's the way you maintain your life. And here I am. Uh, bringing this message to as many women as I can who were struggling, like I was, to find that natural way of um, taking care of your body. And it does, yeah. it will. We'll de-age, we'll lose weight and we'll de-age as long as we take care of ourselves. Properly. Exactly, exactly. And you look great, by the way. Thank you. <laughs> you look really good. So and, and I always explain to my audience that it all comes down to chakra balance, balancing your chakras. If you want to be healthy and you want to lose weight, you have to start with the chakra centers first, and then you can coalesce into the other areas. Can you explain the chakra system to the audience and then kind of how Ayurveda relates? Kind of give sure. me. Sure. So 
Sure. So Ayurveda sees the world in um, five Mahabhutas or five energies. So energetic energies. So they're earth, fire, water, ether, and air. And your chakras, each one of those elements is associated with each one of the chakras. So the heavier material um, energies are in your lower chakras and your higher and more etheric energies or which bring you up into a, the, the lighter you, the real you, the energetic you are more contained in the upper chakras. So we work on the um, uh, lightening the lower chakras and bringing that energy up into the higher chakras, which in turn for uh, transformation, the lower, heavier energies will be transformed if you bring your those att that attention up into the higher chakras. Right. It, it's and so Ayurveda just sees everything in terms of these five Mahabhutas or energies, which is our bodies, and yeah. the foods and everything else that we eat and we see and we hear and we see and taste and touch. So it's the balancing of all though of those five energies in everything you do and it specifically chakra related right and when it comes to balancing chakras it, it's like your food that you consume it could be meditation it could be walking. Oh, it's yes. all a conglomeration of of everything of a lot of in your life really when you holistic that's, that, that's yeah. for me what the term holistic means it means naturally everything is aligned with everything else Exactly. And so that's, that's kind of, that's, the, I feel the same way. And that's kind of how I try to practice on a day to day basis. It's like, okay, I'm going to meditate, I, I try to incorporate yoga. And I do now, mm -hmm. I do that. I'm not sure if you've heard of it, but Tai Chi Gung, it's a really mm -hmm. good, oh my goodness, so good for balancing the chakras. I've, I've recently have started doing that upon recommendation of uh, Rasaji Shakti, Master Lama Rasaji Shakti. And have you listened to his podcast? I have not. I, I will need to. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he's so inspirational. So what, it, in terms of what do you like to do to balance yourself, um, your chakras rather, like what kind of practice do you incorporate? Do you meditate? Do you like to do yoga? What is your. Yes. Yeah, so I am a Kriyaban. I am a study in self-realization fellowship. And it is a meditation is our daily practice. And that for me is the main way I balance my chakras every morning before I start my day. So the focus is on bringing the energies out of the lower three chakras through um, contraction of the perineum, through contraction of the um, the uh, intestines and through contraction of the of stomach, right? So your lower three chakras. And that in itself releases the stress, the hormones of stress and survival that so many of us, right, tend to hold on to. So, and your chakras won't balance if they're holding on to fear, frustration, anger, anxiety, everything else that's keeping us in that fight or flight mode throughout the day. So the point is to get the energy that lower what I would call lower energy to release into the upper chakras 
put most of my attention on the heart chakra, Anahata, open it up, great to feel great, um, grateful, to feel appreciation, bringing it up to the uh, Vishuddhi, to the throat chakra, thinking about, you know, my word is my will, may thy will be done, but through my through my energy and then of course up into bindu and and um uh the katastra and um sahasara um those are your my for me my final push what i would say in my meditation to bring that energy up and to and what that does is too is it lengthens the telomeres right which is a key indicator of our longevity Right. It's all this stuff in the uh, going on up into your cerebral um, hormone centers. So so that's what I do to balance my chakras every day is is bless my my um, bless the chakras through my meditation. Yeah, that's wonderful. And um, I like how you focus on the lower chakras first, because I always you know, you read that you have you have to get the root chakra and the sacral chakra and solar plexus, you have, all those have to be in alignment before the higher, the upper ones. So, uh, mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's in, in, in Kriya, when we do our, our pranayama, our breath, right? It's all about bringing the lower to the upper centers yeah. so that you transform the survival into wisdom, right? So it's from your daily activities to your future activities, right? Get out of your day-to-day -day so that you live more um, in that state of gratitude and being, yeah. So in Ayurveda, in order to lose weight, you know, obviously you would agree that your chakras would have to be in good alignment in order to get the weight lost. How long does it typically take when you're doing Ayurveda, Pratt and Ayurvedic practice to align the chakras before you start to see a weight loss? And what kind of uh, nutrition do you usually recommend? I know okay. it's not, yeah. Yeah, so the weight loss and as from, and relationship to the chakras is around stagnation, mm -hmm. right? So we look at it from the perspective of if you are not flowing both energetically, right? Cause it is your, your mass is the, is the, manifestation of the finer energies right so if there's stagnation anywhere in the body no matter what you do to feed yourself or to exercise you may find some uh, short-term gains or losses um, in that aspect but it's not going to last because once you stop the protocol the weight's going to come back on. So Ayurveda looks at it from stagnation um, from three perspectives, your input, what it is that you're putting in, and it's not just food, right? It's what you listen to, it's what you see, it's what you're exposed to, how many opinions are you holding on to, right? What's coming in? So it has all everything to do with the quality of your input, the quality of your digestion, right? Which is your third chakra, your Ram, right? How are you able to transform, to assimilate, to circulate and assimilate the nutrition, the nutrients that you need, right? So it's input process and then output. How well are your channels of elimination open, 
right? How well is that flowing? So from, you know, a material perspective, it's the food, it's your digestion, it's your bodily ability to release not only the, your urine and bowels, but your sweat, right? Your emotions that you're holding in, right? All those things that chakra related you need to release, right? So in that, those three things, the quality of those three things, your input process output will equal how much weight you gain, lose, or how well you maintain, right? So stagnation first has to be broken energetically. Um, but then there are all these other things that we, from an Ayurvedic perspective, would look at, you know, food, we do say eat for your body type. So the differing foods for different bodies, if you're high in air and ether, you probably should be focused on more foods with um, fire, um, water and earth, right? That's balancing. If you're more earth, then you should be eating more ether, air, fire stuff. So that's how we look at it from Ayurveda perspective. But we are also we also recommend seasonal eating, right? Eat according to what Mother Nature is providing you. So from a ketosis perspective. Ayurveda sees that we go into a state of um, keto every spring and fall. It's a natural state for us, right? Through, um, you, you think about in spring, you have a lot of bitters and astringents that are there for you to eat. All your carbohydrates, all your fats, all your um, other types of foods are limited at that time of year. So you're, you naturally go into a state of fat burning in the spring and fall. And it's a perfect time to um, apply certain protocols where you kick in the keto, uh, the ketosis of um, fat burning, breaking stagnation, releasing the weight, get rid of toxins, get rid of weight. And you cycle through that, you know, three or four times a year, these cycles, weight naturally, your body naturally starts kicking in fat burning to fat burning. It naturally will start to release the weight. So that's how I did it through, you know, and will it take long? Within a week, within a week or two, I can get people to energetically align and start losing weight, right? And it, and it's, and it can be that profound. I've had people in two weeks, 10 to 14 pounds on average uh, weight loss. Wow. Yeah. Well, that all makes sense because it seems like to me seasonally, I do feel more like eating lower carbs than I do just naturally than I do in, in certain other types of seasons. So that all makes sense to me. And, you know, of course I have a keto blog so when you're talking about ketosis, I mean, do you focus on, you know, the seasons where you're telling people to get into ketosis? Do you tell them to eat a limited amount of carbs or what's the carb threshold that you use? Yeah. So we actually, in, in Ayurveda, we don't count calories. We don't look at numbers per se, right? We'll say you need to stop, um, during the spring and the fall, it's all about giving your digestive system a break, um, cleaning up your intake, giving your digestive system a break, um, mm -hmm. 
rebooting your digestive system after the cleanse and then introducing back normal foods, right? But for the first part to clean it up, what we say is no wheat, no dairy, mm. no sugar, no, no fat, right? As part of it, low fat first, then no fat. Um, so it's all about uh, no meat, if you can, low, low protein, lean meats are okay. If, um, mm meat if you can't give up meat but it, that's what it is it's just that restriction during those those two times of year where the body naturally wants to burn fat mm. it just naturally does because the carbohydrates that we typically get in the summer and the winter aren't available to us in the spring and the fall unfortunately in today's modern time we can get any food anytime we want right it's year round but but back <laughs> when we were hunters and gatherers we were eating according to the seasonal bounty that was mother nature was handing us so your fats and your your high fats and your high carb foods were available for you to bulk up for winters and to sustain your body through the heat of the summers in the spring your your winter stores were gone your summer carbs weren't available so you focused in on the bitters and the astringents that and the greens that are those are the greens that are available to you which naturally cleanses the body and gets you into fat burning mode <laughs> then you get your your heavy heavier foods to help you um, live through the heat of the summer through your fruits your vegetables and your grains and then come fall you look at mother nature all the leaves are falling it wants to naturally cleanse the body of the heat and the toxins that you've gathered over the summer so those two main points of the year are beautiful times for accelerating weight loss for accelerating um uh, uh disease um reducing activities it's just amazing ayurveda follow the rhythms of mother nature and just watch her and if you can incorporate how you work with her your body's not struggling it's in the flow uh, yeah. chakra stuff <laughs> yeah i love that i love that because you know I, I also feel like and, and it just that just explains it because i feel like fasting more in the spring and the fall like, like going yeah. periods without food during that time what is your thoughts about fasting? What, what kind of, do you have that in your protocol? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, so Ayurveda looks at, there's three times during the day when the body wants to uh, uh, digest food. It's first thing in the morning, it's noon, and it's early, uh, late afternoon, early evening. Um, noon being when um, Pitta, which is our fire, which does all our transformation, right, is at its peak. And science is now showing that our digestive en enzymes are like raging between 11 a.m. and 2 p.m., right? That's when the body wants to eat its biggest, its heaviest meal, right? So if you're going to cheat, quote unquote, that's the time you, you, you want to have your body because your body's ready for it. In the morning, in the morning, you're, you, so let me go to the evening. So in the evening, your body just wants to do its cleanup job, 
right? It shouldn't be trying to digest food. It just wants to take everything that you've get, thrown it at, at during the day and to clean house, right? So first thing in the morning, you should be taking water with lemon to help that process to accelerate the release of toxins. Then your body is ready for that nice small meal to, to, to get you going. It's not this big, heavy breakfast. It's, you know, um, some what we would say uh, oats or light grains with some fruits, some milk, um, yogurt, um, those type of foods, something to ease the body out of that fast, right? Then you eat your heaviest meal at noon. Then you have another light meal before six, seven o'clock at night. So you give your body a 12 hour fast to clean up. Yeah. So, so every day you do a, a 12 hour cycle. Um, and when we cleanse during the spring, we don't like fast, I would say like a juice fast or anything like that. We keep the body fed, but we still recommend following the cycles of nature of, of the early light breakfast, heavy meal, noon, early light dinner, and then fast for 12 hours. So your body can, um, uh, transform and, and use and, and eliminate what you've put in it for the day. Yeah, no, I like that. I like that concept. Um, cause it seems like if, if we eat really heavy at night before, you know, we shouldn't eat right before we go to bed. I've always said to eat at least three hours, give at least three hours before, um, you go to bed after you eat dinner. So I, I do like that. Um, so you usually go 12 hours fasting. You don't usually recommend any more. That's usually cap. Or you usually do, do you guys do? So yeah, it, it, it's all, it depends, right? So okay. if I have a client that has severe stagnation going on in the body, I would probably put them on, I would, I would put them on a, some type of fast, um, a water. I don't always like just water. Because we should be drinking just hyd uh, proper hydration every day anyway. Um, but I would add in juices and foods that would destagnate the body. But if it's if that, if it was a big kapha, earth, water um, stagnation going on, I would recommend probably one meal a day. Wow. And um, you know, try to, um, fast for right. almost 24 hours. Right. It just depends on the person. I gotcha. Right. Right. And have you seen, especially with women prior to their, you know, that uh, either someone that's postmenopausal or even a woman that's still cycling, have you seen that there's, especially for a woman that's cycling about seven days before their period starts, they seem to struggle. Like, what is your suggestion with cravings that when women have cravings or um, feel like they can't stick to the plan? What do you tell them to do? What is your advice? Okay. So the first thing is to not stress over not sticking to the plan, right? The first, the, as soon as you stress, you go to your lower chakras and you're in fight or flight mode because you're you're judging yourself, you're stressing out over it. So, you know, let's do better tomorrow. <laughs> Tomorrow's always a new day. Um, 
the, the biggest thing for me is to make sure it, it's about proper hydration. And I said, I just said that, and it just keeps coming up um, yeah. because so many women just will take a glass of water and keep filling it, drink and drink and drink. And according to Ayurveda, overhydration is just as bad as not hydrating enough. So we, I always recommend look at your water intake because if they're craving, well, if, if they're hungry in between meals, they haven't eaten enough for the meal before to get them through to the next meal. So when I say we don't count calories, it's about the amount of food you're eating to get you through from one digestive period to the next, right? So if you're properly hydrated, your stomach isn't empty enough to cause some of that, those, yeah. those cravings. But proper hydration means look at your ideal body weight. So if you're 160 pounds, but you want to be 140, that's your ideal weight. You want to drink half that in ounces. So you would want to drink 70 ounces of water a day. That's properly hydrated, according to Ayurveda, for your particular situation. So, you know, look at, you know, too much or too little. And the other thing that we recommend to beat cravings is to sip hot water throughout the day hmm. just get a, a you know a, one of those yeti cups that will keep the water going for like five hours and just fill that and every half you know at least once every half hour take a couple of sips of that hot water that just starts the digestive juices flowing hmm. and it thinks that it, it's the bot you're putting the body into thinking that it is consuming something Right? Yeah. So the craving goes away because the body's doing what it wants to do. And that's to process something. Okay. Yeah, that's great. So where did you, where did you go to school? Like, and um, how long did it take to be, to be an Ayurvedic? Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. So I went, um, my first two years of study was down at the Rishi Center in Newport, Rhode Island. And it was with Swami Shivananda. And he was the head um, Sanskrit. So all to do with language and the mantras and any anything to do with sound. He was the head of Kripalu, um, which is out in the Berkshires, um, which I did my second two years of study in. But Swami Shivananda, I first studied with him. And it was wonderful because he limited the class to six students. So you talk about sitting at the feet of, of your teacher. I mean, we did it for, um, and that was like every other weekend, we would go down to, to um, Newport, Rhode Island, and we would stay at a house together, all six of us, and Swami would come in and just teach us for those um, four days over that long weekend. And it was just, again, it was very experiential. And um, because I didn't know San, I never heard of Ayurveda. I didn't even know how to spell it when I first went into class. <laughs> I was just after healing myself, right? And I don't think I would have um, have absorbed what I did if I was in the bigger classroom, which I went to when I went to Kripalu, right? So for two years, I was just like very um, hands-on, one-on-one, one to six, but one-on-one -on -one experience. And then I went to Kripalu for two years and studied there to, um, to get my degree. Okay, great. So usually an Ayurvedic 
practitioner goes four years? Is it four years? Is the Ayurvedic practitioner is usually two years. Um, the main yeah. programs are two years. And I just, I just wanted more. <laughs> yeah, I just so, wanted more. So yeah, I'm, I love it. I mean, I'm so interested in that. I'm actually a nurse practitioner. Right now, I'm not practicing. I, you know, I have the blog and um, I'm teaching people about chakras and but my the, the Ayurveda is, is so interesting to me. I mean, that would definitely be something that I that I like and I'd like to delve into a little bit more. Yeah, it, and it can be very, it's a complicated subject. And that's why the, um, you know, when you first mentioned that my first passion was quality engineering, um, you know, what I did find very daunting with Ayurveda was that was there was just so much that you could do and so much that you could apply. But when I started looking at quality engineering and saying, wait, you know, there's this vital few things that if I do 20%, I'm going to get 80% of my results. What are what is that 20% that I need to do? And that's what I focused in on is looking at my trends, right? Where were my imbalances over the year, over the years? Um, and then what am I struggling with? And what are those few things that I need to do that are going to give me that big bang result? And that's when it really took off was um, the combination of the two because it, Ayurveda can be overwhelming, very oh. overwhelming. Oh, I'm sure. And is there any um, online uh, programs that you would recommend? Um, no, Kripalu uh, does have, I believe, online studies now. Um, they're very, they've um, offered um, programs for over a decade now because I've, well, I've been studying for 15 years, right? Um, and there's also um, Life Spa. And that's L I F E S P A, and that's Dr. John Lillard, um, and he's out of Boulder, Colorado. He teaches at at uh, Kripalu. He has some fantastic online programs um, that are available. How do you spell Kripalu? Can you spell Kripalu? K R I P A L U. Kripalu. L U. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Want to yeah. make sure I include that in. In, uh, the links below yeah and they do so much with um not only ayurveda uh yoga they have all kinds of um events that they run year-round that's wonderful that's wonderful mm -hmm. yeah thank you um so how is it possible to get younger instead of older as the years roll by i mean it seems like ayurveda tends to you know by balancing the chakras you can help your help your body help regeneration of the telomeres kind of explain that whole concept with ayurveda yeah so um as i said earlier ayurveda sees that the body in its natural state is going to be able to sustain uh life for 120 years and if there is um signs or symptoms, so signs of aging. So the, um, as we're talking about the weight gain that you can't lose, the, um, your, your thinning skin, graying hair, uh, your cracking joints, all those age-related um, cholesterol and, and um, 
prediabetes, all those age-related conditions are an indicator that there is stagnation in the body. So whether someone comes to me with, uh, you know, I'm, I'm way too young to feel as old as I do, I, I just want to feel better, right? I look, beginning to look like my mother's sister, all these things that, you know, you think of as aging or whether it's weight loss, it's just an indication that the body, the energies and the body isn't functioning correctly and that there's, there's stagnation somewhere. So we would first look at the, um, the, the, um, try to determine the point of stagnation, right? So you would look at those things that I talked about, you know, what's the quality of your input, what you got going on with your body and how it's processing. And that is so um, intricately, intricately um, tied to the energies of the chakras, right? Because they all are, the chakras are associated with the organs right. of the body. And then what's the quality of your output? So looking at all those three, three things um, and destagnating the body will then open the flow, open the energy, and then the body will naturally come into homeostasis and regenerate itself. It's really the fountain of youth is, is the more the stagnation, the more weight you're gonna hold on to, and the more quickly the velocity that you're going to age. And the clearer and open all your channels are, and all those three points, all those three stations, the input process and output, the quality of those, your body will hum. Your body will hum. And it's not saying that, you know, you're never going to get sick or you're never going to have to deal with anything, but you have the power in your hands to overcome whatever is coming your way that in a way that you don't mask the symptoms, but you actually take care of it. Right. So, given, right. Like you're given the tools, you know, you have the tools to deal with those bad days and know, correct. What, you, you know what you need to do to open yourself up. And I, it's so evident when I, when I feel like I'm out of balance, I feel it. But when I feel like I'm open, I really feel it. And so it's, it's so amazing how your body is able to do that. And, you know, like, in, like you mentioned, a lot of people relate aging or health problems to, oh, that's because that's in your genetics and that's, you know, you can't change that. And, and it's like, no, no, no. Or time. They see it. You know, that's the problem is we associate getting old with time, but yeah. time is just a way that we, we keep in contact with each other. And so to know that we're supposed to be at the same place at the same time. Right. <laughs> yeah. And, and stagnation, the, the signs of stagnation happen slowly over time. So they, they correlate time and growing old, but it's not, it's you're growing old because there's stagnation in the body. Our bodies are naturally going to evolve over time, right? It's just what we do from infancy to, you know, our senior years. And we can maintain a healthy state as long as there's no stagnation and the energies are open and flowing. Right. We're electromagnetic. Um, <laughs> we're not you know, just plumbing we're not just plumbing so yeah yeah, yeah. and and our electromagnetic um, capabilities you need to broaden your upper chakras right 
that's the electromagnetic piece of it. It's not all the, the density of the lower chakras. And it's how, from, from my belief, it's how we attract our, our future is how we maintain our upper chakras and the magnetism that's right of them that chi that life force that chi that life force ojas as we call it in ayurveda yes yes it's so yeah. important and it gets and it's so overlooked in in the medical communities it's like you're treating this person for this diagnosis but really you got to get down to the underlying what, what's going on energetically with them and people and, and we're not taught that no, no one's taught that. And, no. It's, it's, and I wasn't taught that as in conventional medicine as a nurse practitioner. Now I'm not doubt, downing conventional medicine. I mean, we need, there's a time and place for it if we really need it. But what I'm saying is we just, uh, in general, overlook, we just think of our body as plumbing as a regular conventional practitioner. And so since I've learned about all this, which was just a few years ago about our energetic body, it has really it's been just so amazing. And I, I just, I love it. Yeah. yeah. We're 95% energy, 5% mass. <laughs> and, and we look at, and so we try to um, affect the mass using mass, right? Yeah. But we affect the mass by using the energy. It's not mass that creates energy. It's energy that creates mass. <sighs> so work on the energies. And you affect right. the mass much quicker than trying to diet and exercise, right? Because that's mass. That's the Newtonian. That's the Newtonian principles. We want the quantum principles. We're just, yeah. Yep. Yep. It's so important. And, and I, I, this is, this has been great. So where can the audience find you? What, tell me about your website and um, what services that you offer to anybody that's interested. Yeah, sure. So you can find me at yourwaywellness.com and that's Sharon at yourwaywellness.com or just yourwaywellness.com to the website. And, um, you know, we're a company that's focused on health and healing using natural methods and mostly um, Ayurveda. If um, there's other things that I see would um, benefit the clients, I always recommend other as a sound healing. There's so much, there's so much. Oh, so anyway, um, <laughs> and so what I, you know, my clients are mostly interested in weight loss and anti-aging. So yeah. those are my two main um, uh, areas of, of offerings, but I do have experiential learning. I do uh, a lot of free, free workshops. Um, and I also have programs at all levels um, uh, for anyone who's just new, has never heard of Ayurveda and is curious, or someone who is, uh, knows Ayurveda and they just want a full-blown seasonal cleanse, for example, and they want um, someone to walk them through that. Um, so it's, it's um, been an interesting uh, last three years that I've full-time been focused on building your way wellness and um, these programs to help folks lose weight and and get younger as the years roll by that's my goal is to show people how to get younger and enjoy these golden years that so many of us work so hard for 
(laughs) (laughs) That's right. You know, and, and, um, you know, we think certain ages, you know, conventional medicine or conventional lifestyle saw certain ages are, are middle life when really, if you live to 120, you know, if you're looking at that lifetime, it's much middle life is like much higher. Yeah. I'm, I'm just starting my, um, 65, right? I'm, I'm just now halfway through my life. So I've got a lot to share with people on how to do that. And, you know, you, yeah. you just look at the Hunzas and other people that live in the silver zones that if they can do it, why not everybody else? That's right. You know, it's, it's there for everyone. We just have to know how and be willing to take the time to take some self-care and, and um, maintain ourselves the way um, mother nature intended. It's not nice to fool mother nature. So (laughs) (laughs) it's not work, work with her, work with her. It's not. And I'm sure you would agree that it's all, it's a a lot of it's, I mean, it's in your mind, like affirmations, but also breath is to a big, you know, breathing, learning to take. Oh, Pranayama. Yes, yes. That's one. That's one of the biggest areas we focus on as far as a channel, a channel of elimination, right? It's the breath. It's the releasing of the breath and um, many different exercises that you can do to um, balance the chakras and um, come into homeostasis. Yeah, it's so great. Well, thanks so much, Sharon, for this wonderful uh, webinar. And um, maybe at some point we can work together again in the future. This has been great. Yeah, it's been a pleasure. <laughs> I've really appreciated. I, I just I could talk about Ayurveda forever and what it can do to um, oh, yeah. benef- yeah. benefit and everyone. I could, of, I could ask a lot of questions because it's definitely a subject I like to love. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, take care. Excellent. Okay. Thank you, Miss Jessica. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, okay. you as well. Bye bye. This has been the Holistic Keto Goddess Podcast with Jessica Ankaya. Follow the Holistic Keto Goddess on social media like Pinterest, Twitter, and Facebook. If you have any questions about today's show or how you can live a healthier life, visit HolisticKetoGoddess.com and go more in-depth with blogs and healthy living resources. Like, share, subscribe, and listen wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Thank you for listening to the Holistic Keto Goddess Podcast with Jessica Ankaya.